Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes. Basically, it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to another episode of TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts. And this is the Cobra Kai edition where we're going to be covering episode 8 titled Molting. And I'm your host, Peter, also host of Paul Stagic. And I'm Tom, co host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And are, are you sure? <laughs> I think so. No, I'm just trying to figure out how did TV eat your brain? Did it fry it, grill it? Mince it up in the salad. I've always wanted it to depends. know that. I mean, it, it depends if the listener is vegan, because it might be uh, prepared just a little bit differently. But, hmm. uh, you know, it, it, that, that's the thing, no? It, right? Uh, you it, know, you watch too much TV, it can do a multiple multitude of things, and it, to include eating your brain. It's, it's like that old George Carlin line. This is the stuff that I think of when I'm sitting home alone and the power goes out. <laughs> that's uh, probably where we got it I mean and then our sister show we have Music Ate My Brain you know it's it's part of the branding but you can question as well like how does music eat your brain it fills your brain I'd imagine it fills yeah, your ears yeah. too yeah so uh, well we're here we are getting towards the end of our coverage hopefully everybody's been enjoying hello to the new listeners and thank you to everyone that has supported us thus far there's definitely a lot of podcasts out there covering Cobra Kai not too many of them are doing them individually in terms of the episode reviews but thank you guys for listening to us yes so, thank you thank you yeah in this episode Johnny prepares his Cobra Kai students for the next All Valley Karate Tournament and in turn he is inspired to clean up his life. Daniel is still unaware of his new pupil's background, but as events unfold, it seems nothing has changed between Daniel and Johnny in 30 years. So uh, I think just like the previous episode, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, this one, uh, this episode I do like. Uh, I, I feel the writing, it's getting like a little bit stronger. Like I don't feel it's dropping or anything like that, but this is where we see a lot of, um, a lot of remaking of certain scenes from the original series. And I'm okay with that, but I wasn't getting that sense earlier on. And I know some people they're like, Oh man, once I started seeing like the exact same scenes from the first one, I kind of like just sat back a little bit and shook my head. Yeah. My wife was, uh, noticing that. And she was getting a little frustrated at it. So here's something funny. Uh, today, my my uh, manager, he's uh, he's a few years older than I. And I convinced him to at least check out the first episode of Cobra Kai. So I hit the street, came back during lunchtime. Not only he, he had, uh, has he watched the second episode, but he started his free trial. And he was on the fourth episode. And mind you, this is all during work. I was going to say, is that <laughs> he on the clock? He is on the clock. It's funny. And, you know, I, I tweeted that out because I thought it was so funny. And uh, Ray over at the Naked Porch, he <laughs> um he made a comment. I, I forgot what it was, but I was like, hey, you know, if I can be unproductive and just talk movies with my boss, I'm going to do it. No shit. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. He, um, 
he would start to kind of like say like, "Oh, I'm sorry." To... Actually, you know what? I think he got further than uh, episode four because he mentioned the um, the date scene uh, with Mc. Wait, or was that another friend? <laughs> Either Look. way, people are slacking off because of this show. Yes, they really are. And uh, I, before we got got on the mic here, another friend of mine, he's like, "Hey, did you check out the new Cobra Kai?" I'm like, "Okay." Not only have I seen some episodes four times, most of them two or three, but I'm also podcasting on it, and we've already knocked out like seven episodes. So um, he just kind of chuckled, and he started like live messaging me. I go, "Hey, I've 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 already seen it, so you know, like when you're done, we'll we'll talk." That, that's when you just look at him and like, "Oh, you're adorable. You just saw yeah, the, saw so it for cute. the first time." <laughs> like you know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's cool. Peoples, um, I wish he followed my show more because he's actually been a guest. You know, he's a personal friend of mine, and he's actually uh, I feel he's pretty good. Like he can actually have his own show if he wanted to um but he's also a sheriff so he doesn't have the time oh yeah yeah i uh i i know a couple of cops in my life and uh they're they're busy yeah they are all right so we start off with with the uh, cobra kai training and you know like a like a junkyard a car junkyard and they're some very interesting ones now I know they're doing a lot of random drills, uh, most of which I've seen, you know, um, uh, sports ball players do. Uh, is breaking windows, car windows, is, is that one of how maybe that works your forearms or something? It, it sure as hell is now. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> what it is. Uh, but the one I did not see coming was when Johnny's like, are you guys hungry? Okay. You know, he passes out what seems to be like, you know, some pieces of beef jerky or something. And then there's some uh, junkyard guard dogs that come chasing them. So yeah, that's I, kind I of funny. think that that may have ventured beyond the scope of uh, motivational and into the criminal territory at that point, Johnny. I think so. Um, you know, some some sort of abuse towards kids. Well, uh, who, who was got, it that got attacked? Hawk. Hawk got okay, his ass chomped. <laughs> Uh, Eli, for those that uh, maybe didn't catch on uh, to, to Hawk, uh, yeah, yeah, they, it's one of those that they kind of cut away. But I, I, you you definitely don't want to put an actor in danger just for a scene. But you well, know, you don't. Clearly, the producers of Cobra Kai don't give a, a, a damn about such uh, niceties, right? But uh, that would have been funny to see. You know, maybe um, seeing Hawk turn a little bit, you know, maybe he's holding his own against the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All right. So we got Grandma LaRusso, Lucille. She shows up. It was nice to see her. She doesn't I look like to, she's aged too bad. I have to admit, I was uh, tickled pink to see her. Yeah, she um she looks great. Obviously, her hair, you, you can tell she's aged. But other than that, I think she still looks great uh, for When's the last time we saw her? Like part three? So what was that? Nine, eight, 89. So I can't do math right now. That's almost 30 well, years, right? Yeah, 29, uh, <laughs> 29 years of summer, I think. There you go. See, so almost three decades and she looks great. Um, I don't know if she's doing anything. Do, do you happen to know? Did you look anything up on her? No, no, I no. did not. I haven't either. Uh, but uh, I guess, you know, it's a little, not even cliche, but uh, mom... Uh, Lucille, her and Amanda have some some sort of beef. They yeah. don't seem to be, you know, the the they're, they're not very close. You know, uh, daughter in law and mother in law. Now, who do you think was in the right on that one? I feel like uh, Amanda was, as always. I would agree with you because 
yeah, that's Daniel's mom, but it's Amanda's house. Yes. And she's a guest in Amanda's house. Yes. I agree with that. And and also, um, you know, like, I, look, listen, I'm all about family, but if there are certain family members that are ain't shit, you know, I they're still family, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to help them out with everything I can just because they're family. And that's kind of how she's talking about uh, with Louie here. I agree. Yeah. So we we all have family members where we're like, you know, you, you are family, but, you know, don't come to me for a holdout or a ha- handout. Handout. Yeah. 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 So um, Daniel asked uh, Samantha not to hang out with the, uh, the Cobra Kai kids and Miguel and all them. But I don't know. Yeah, because he saw Miguel in the last episode, right? Is is it too early in the episode for the first hashtag mind your own goddamn business, Daniel? Not at all. You know, I think I was practicing yesterday too to get that down. <laughs> mind your own goddamn business, Daniel. As long as I don't say that hashtag in the in the beginning, I think I, I got it down. Because let's face it, isn't this like the very definition of prejudice where he's judging them without really getting to know them? Yeah. And also uh to take it back to I forgot how many episodes ago he told Louie that he was going to let her live her life. And he's not doing that now. No, no. Because of Cobra Kai. And and this is even before he uh, understands that uh, he and his daughter are swapping spit uh, or his daughter is swapping spit with some Cobra Kai members. Or at yeah. least one of them. Yeah. And I, I think it may have gone a different way had uh, Johnny's dojo not be reinstated, you know, from that band. Do you think it would have been different? Yeah. Um. It's possible, but not likely, because I don't think Daniel would really uh, rest until, you know, the lease is revoked or the health department shuts it down or, you know, he he just wants Johnny out of business. Right. And speaking of Johnny, he finds out Miguel's girlfriend is Sam and uh, they need to talk. Right. So he tells them uh, about Allie. What would you think about this, uh, Allie? <laughs> On one Allie hand, story. on one hand, I thought it was kind of cool because it took that uh, fan theory of this is all depending on your point of view. From Johnny's point of view, he was the hero of the story. He was just trying right. to talk to a girlfriend and get back together with her after what he thought was just a lover's quarrel. And again, Daniel was the aggressor in a lot of these instances. But on the other hand, I think it was kind of pathetic and loserish where here's a 50 year old man still pining for the girl that dumped him when he was 17 years old how how badly do you have to sink in life to still hold on to something like that yeah i i think what i found most interesting was the way he told the story and we got a a couple different uh versions of some stories here i actually kind of missed it but uh, when Lucille, you know, was uh, with the LaRussos, that scene there, um, at least I think it was that scene. I it doesn't let me see. At some point, Lucille talks about uh, you know the Cobra Kai and and how they uh, bullied Daniel and they pushed him like over a hill. And then Antonio was all like, "Wait a minute, I thought it was a cliff." And Daniel gives him this look like, "Don't don't you continue this?" <laughs> you know, like he's been telling them that the Cobra Kai pushed him off a cliff now, just to make I, it sound like worse. I, 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 I've said this many times. I'll probably say it many more times before we wrap this up. I'm not a father. I don't speak from experience, but isn't it kind of weird that a father is continuously telling this kid about when he was bullied in school? 
Yeah, a little bit. I mean, because then, you know what? That's why Antonio uh, treats Daniel the way he does. Yeah. Oh, and did you so, notice that he was playing with that uh, that PS Vista that he or, uh, or Vita or whatever it is Vita? that he ordered? Daniel I did didn't not notice bo- that. Yeah, Daniel didn't bother to cancel the order from Alexa. He tried. He tried. There was something wrong with the override. They have a customer service phone number. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. Clearly, he's too lazy for that, too. <sighs> well, maybe not lazy. He's just... Uh, um, Get your house in privilege. order, Daniel. Yeah. Yep. You, Lou Russo's. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I like the part where... Well, he, he says how... Uh, Johnny, he says that him and Allie, they were madly in love. Uh, they dated for two years. And then when he's talking about, like, the, um, you know, Daniel being the new kid in town... Uh, he really paints Daniel as like the villain. Mentions like Miyagi, uh, how he jumps, you know, him and the other friends, <laughs> and thinks that Tommy might have gotten brain damage from the jump. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's forgotten, he's the one who's like, "Yeah, put him in the body bag." Yep. That's Tommy. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good it. line. I love it. And uh, it was it was really sad when he also says that hey, you know, he lost a fight and Allie. It's like. Dude, Allie was with Daniel like the entire you know senior year though. More importantly, it was thirty four years ago. That too, like yeah. Sometimes you gotta let it go. Uh, Hmm. Now, have you heard the theory out there that the real villain of the Karate Kid isn't Johnny, it isn't Crease, it isn't Daniel, it's Allie? No, this I think this is new to me. I I do not subscribe to this at all i wholeheartedly disagree with it but there is a uh, theory that's kind of gaining steam online that says Allie is the real villain because she purposefully played both of the guys against each other in order to kind of compete for her affection well that kind of makes sense the way they wrote her character off at the beginning of part it, two it, exactly which is she went on to do it again with daniel and the football player i don't agree with it i'm just saying that it's out there i just kind of wanted to know what your opinion on it was. Well, um, you said it's getting traction. I'm almost starting to subscribe to it because of who she does end up with, uh, as mentioned in part two, versus something coming up in the yeah, series. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Maybe they're not entirely wrong. I think it just comes down to the fact that, you know, you're 17 years old. You're pumping. <laughs> yeah, right. Your body's pumping full of hormones. Get over it. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure many guys, it was very hard to get over Elizabeth Shue. I still haven't quite entirely done it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so Daniel tells um, Lucille about Robbie, uh, how you know he misses uh, Karate and Mr. Miyagi. So you know we get a little nice nod there. Uh, very, very nice. And Louis m- mentions that he met some bikers and uh, used Daniel's name for business. And Daniel's not happy about that. Well, would you? I mean, no offense to no. Uh, the motorcycle enthusiasts who may be hearing my voice, but a lot of times the uh, bikers that you meet while doing uh, Jaeger bombs with might not be the savoriest uh, uh, of people out there. See, Louis is family, but he's also an employee. He's not a partner of LaRusso Motor whatever, you know? No, he's just a couple of uh, steps above Robbie. I, I kind of get the impression. Yeah, so there's no he has no right to be out there putting Daniel's business out there. Let alone making deals in his name. Exactly. So Amanda and you know Lucio argue about that. We kinda already mentioned. Um 
I don't know. I I, I guess it kind of it it gives Amanda a little bit more to do as well. You know, rather than just talking to Daniel all the time, now she's kind of uh, having this moment with mom. But it also adds uh, adds to the fact that the Larusos might be a little off. Oh, I've been saying that since the first episode that you and I recorded <laughs> sure. about this, sir. Sure. Yeah, I just thought his, his mom, I feel like she's very much the same character. You know, so she I is. thought that was nice. She yeah. is. God bless her. And, 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 yes. And, and Amanda here is just kind of showing like, hey, we are, you know, she's just the grounded person, right? Yeah, she's trying to keep everything together. She's having to deal with her husband who's having some kind of weird midlife crisis <laughs> Her idiot cousin-in-law, the interfering mother who refuses to eat something that was prepackaged, who's rude to her in her own home. Seriously, Amanda's the hero of this story. Oh yeah, yeah, she she is. She's uh, every, with every episode, she's starting to become more and more of the hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just wanted to kind of interrupt real quick. Uh, my my friend who uh, texted me earlier asking if I saw Cobra Kai. Uh, two and a half hours ago, he was supposed to go to the gym. Yeah. He, and he said he's he's mad at himself for not going now. <laughs> So That's that awesome. means since five o'clock, he's watched five episodes. That is awesome. At least, well, you know, maybe maybe four or five, somewhere around there, but still, two and a half hours it's later. A, it's a highly <laughs> bingeable show. It's one of the most uh, rapidly consumable shows I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. I, and, you know, like every, every day, well, I mean, our episode's only been out a couple of days, but, you know, we did uh, throw it out there. Hey, coming up, you know, this is what you guys can expect. We're going to be doing something. And, you know, we're getting little chatters here and there. And I think it's starting to really catch steam. People are really, by word of mouth, I think it's really getting out there now. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So Carmen invites uh, Johnny to dinner and she insists. And I love this. Again, just credit to the writing. She says her dojo, her rules. I like that. Again, be playful with him. I'm really enjoying most of the mothers in this episode. Oh in yeah, fact, they get I mean, mentioned. I mean, to all. I mean, yeah, uh, Lucille is being a busybody, but she's still a good mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying the moms in this show. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely um, for all the. For all the bad stuff that we've been hearing about a lot of the dads, the moms are really you, well, you except know, for Robbie's mom. Well, you're right. She's probably the worst one, but even But she still loves the hell out of her son. She does, and I was about to say she'd never quite abandoned no, him. I mean, no. they still live together, but I mean, she's kind of borderline there. She just needs some, you know, real the solid guidance. growing up. Yeah, maybe she needs to join Miyagi-Do, you yeah. know, and learn balance. That I mean, you know, maybe close her eyes and trim some bonsai trees. I think I think that can really help her. Give her some chopsticks and uh, <laughs> a couple of flies. Let her go hog wild. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe um, uh, Johnny can take her to the AA meeting over at the All Valley. I was you know, going to say Johnny <laughs> can stick some uh, junkyard dogs on her or something. No, 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 I'm not that cruel. <laughs> I'm not a not a Cobra Kai um, or circa eighties, nineteen eighties. So. <laughs> They talk about the uh, the tournament, and she just reiterates, look, I don't want Miguel to get hurt, but, you know, what mother does? And this is where we get some, um, yeah, maybe, well, news to her, but we already know about this about him. But uh, he says he grew up in Encino, and she's like, oh, you know, I, I hear it's got a bunch of nice houses. And again, the writing doesn't mean that there's nice things that go on inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a good line. Very good line. 
And that just speaks to, you know, what, what, as uh, at least from Johnny's perspective, that's how he perceives his home life. Like it, it just it wasn't very nice, you know, to, perhaps that's why he was always riding his bike, you know, being plugged in uh, when he was younger. Well, just I mean, he certainly had something to rebel against. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Sid. Sid's not a very good father figure. No, not at all. Yeah. So Sam, she's FaceTiming. Um and she's trying to get Miguel to switch dojos. He doesn't quite pick up on it, but Daniel, uh, you know, kind of comes into Sam's room a little bit, and and she hides the fact that she's uh, FaceTiming with Miguel, you know, because he is Cobra Kai. And then she just says, oh, it's a friend, and Miguel hears this. And this is where they start to fall apart a little bit between the two. I would agree, yes. Uh, I would say that is a major turning point for Miguel. Absolutely. And you know what? I've been there. I know what Miguel is thinking, and I don't know if it comes up in this episode, but I am going to hold on to a comment because uh, somebody says something pretty darn good uh, about this situation here uh, to Miguel. Um, So Carmen does give uh, Johnny a little backstory of Miguel's dad. Basically, he's never really been around, you know, so it's really been Yaya and Carmen that's uh, raised Miguel here. Um, You know, Johnny says he's sorry, but she says, you know, don't let the past affect your future. And he cleans up his apartment, you know, perhaps as a metaphor that he's cleaning up his act. I personally think that line is one of the most important lines in the entire season. Don't let Absolutely. the past affect your present or your future. Yep. You know, we got a lot of great lines, uh, words to live by, if you will, from the original show or original movies. This this is a new one. You know, I think everyone can apply this. I agree. Yeah. So he cleans up his apartment, and did he he got a new TV, right? He's got a flat screen now. Well, yeah, he cracked the screen on the old CRT. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He, he threw it up because it was the bonsai commercial. <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> I felt like he's watched TV again since then. Maybe he replaced it. I didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, Johnny. All right. So Robbie meets Sam. Okay, I got to ask you, because I feel like I kind of brought it up before in a previous episode. She's laying by the pool in a bikini. The very first time we saw her like this, she had a t-shirt on because she had a, she was throwing a party with a new click. Mm-hmm. The, the, the daughter, Sam, she's supposed to be 16. The actress, you know, is 20. I don't know how to feel about this scene because I'm sitting there like, wow, Mary Mauser, you're extremely attractive, laying out by the pool in a bikini. But your character is 16 years old. The Now, I maybe this is just because I'm old, <laughs> but <laughs> this is the impression I got. The reason why she was wearing a T-shirt at the pool party is because she was still very much in her shell. She was very uncomfortable around that group of people. Whereas, Brand new people. Exactly. Whereas in this scene, she thought she was by herself so she could kind of relax and just be herself a little bit more. Okay, that's fair. But still... I don't know how to feel. <laughs> it's not like what I'm thinking, what's going on in the scene. It's like looking at her and not feeling right, knowing that her character is 16 You years were old. Uh, relating to Robbie is what you were saying. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I, and I won't ask you to put you in that situation. So Honestly, we'll, we'll, I'll be honest with you. I just kind of, she's a 16-year-old. Honestly, <laughs> I'm being 40 years old, 20 years old as a kid to me. Okay. That's well, I mean, that could be your kid. Absolutely. Exactly, I mean, yeah. Hey, she could be my kid. There you go. Quite yeah. My daughter is 16. Yeah. Um, so, but still, she looks so much like Amelia Clark and it drives me 
little crazy. <laughs> just, just a little. But uh, so Robbie is there to train with Daniel. And he shows up and uh, Sam warns him about a tree. A little bit of teaser here. But what do you think about all this nature stuff and the training that uh, Daniel's having Robbie go through? This was where I thought it, the show was kind of pushing this not nostalgia button a little bit too heavily. Um, I understand what they're trying to convey, where Daniel's trying to pass on what Miyagi taught him to another generation, but it was a little bit too on the nose sometimes. It was. It was. And, you know, he even teaches him about balance. But, you know, that is a foundation. Like, you, you got to learn the fundamentals. Um and Robbie almost tells him the truth, but instead thanks him for training him. And then we see something completely brand new. Uh, Daniel is doing what appeared to be like a sideway head, like a, like a handstand, headstand of some sorts. But it's something that he was never able to do. But apparently Mr. Miyagi did it at one point. Now, I know that what I'm going to say is about a fictional show. So it's right. kind of ridiculous. But they're just making shit up at this point. They no, are. Miyagi didn't do that. They're just doing something <laughs> no. for the show. Hey, Mr. Miyagi did it when he was like 25. I'll believe that. <laughs> but I don't think Miyagi demonstrated that and then tried teaching him. Yeah, I, I, I'm i thinking that. It, I don't even think. It's like they're trying to make Mr. Miyagi a, a, a larger than life character that to me kind of. That's not the point of Miyagi. Miyagi is a good man. He's not this mythical being. And so to have him being able to kick people while doing a one-handed uh, headstand, I I don't like that. I mean, he, he could even teach um, Daniel how to sweep. He actually pulls out a broom <laughs> yeah. in the third movie. You know, so I don't know how this would have worked. Tell me what you think. What if Robbie was into some sort of like street dancing Right, breakdancing, what have you? Do and kids still breakdance? They do. It, it it is. It gets passed on and passed on. Huh. Um, but you know what? What if it was something that he just kind of incorporated into some of the karate, and maybe this move pays off that way? You know, because if Daniel couldn't demonstrate it, inst- instructing him that, just that verbally. Might, if he were to like incorporate something like uh, skateboarding or dancing or something like that into his own personal style, I think that would have been a little bit better. Do you think that maybe Robbie being a skateboarder, that was supposed to be like a little, hey, this is uh, plausible? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were absolutely laying the foundation for that way early on in the in the series. So I have no problems yeah. with that. I, I wish maybe we had seen him do like just one trick, you know, just to be like, oh, hey, he's pretty good with the skateboard too. Not just that he can ride one. While carrying a uh, ill-gotten laptop. Yeah, he could have given it to Trey, you know, at some point, you know, maybe, um, you know, he did one thing, though, when he went to uh, when he met uh, Sam before entering, like, you know, the backyard or the pool area, he kind of you know, kicks the uh, skateboard and like leans it up against the wall. It was almost like the way Marty McFly does it in the first Back to the Future when he shows up to Doc's garage. It was uh, kind of, you know, was, I wonder if that was intentional. I don't think so. I feel like it's more of a reach. But if anybody else thought that, then I feel like I might have some grounds there. But yeah, listeners, let me know. Yeah. So we mentioned the TV, and he's watching Iron Eagle again. Yeah, I did notice that. That's got to be like one of his... You know what? 
That is his Back to the Future, I think. It could be. It could be. He's already watched it like at least twice in one week. Hey, everybody's got one. They they do. I mean, hey, how many times have I watched Cobra Kai this week? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can't wait for it to come out like on Blu-ray because I'll probably just end up watching it again. Check out the special features. We'll watch it with the commentary, but, um, the audio, yeah. the score only track. Yeah, <laughs> the trivia with uh, trivia pop ups. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Miguel fills Aisha in. Uh, what's on his mind? You know, we're just just kind of some open dialogue here with uh, his fellow Cobra Kai here. And um, she mentions that she's known Mr. LaRusso since third grade. You know, says that he's just a nice guy and you just need to go talk to him. Um, and, you know, he uh, Miguel mentions that he's never been invited over. Now, I don't think... Okay, I'm trying to say that when they were FaceTiming, Miguel overheard Sam say that he's just a friend. Shouldn't he have assumed that maybe Daniel doesn't know she's dating Miguel? I so, would think hence so. he would be invited over. I think it's something that he... Again, this is a 17-year-old kid. No 17-year-old kid is that smart. But ideally, he should have maybe taken her out for dinner and said, Hey, I would really like to meet your mom and dad. Just to kind of introduce myself. You don't just goes storming over there yeah and i mean kyler was invited okay um but that's a different thing but also you know what miguel not every girl wants to introduce any boy to their parents exactly. you know what i mean so don't expect you know to be invited over like the the time will come so i feel um yeah, I don't know, because I remember growing up, I wasn't always like, oh, I want to meet every one of my girlfriend's parents. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that you have to have been with that person at least for, like, a few months, a couple months, maybe. Well, not only that, it just comes down to basic respect. Yeah, but, you know, they're teenagers. What do they exactly. know? Now, yeah. the one thing that I wanted to kind of point out at this scene that I kind of um, really picked up on was the behavior of Hawk. Where not only is he suggesting he goes over there because it's going to be a quote-unquote alpha move, mm-hmm. but he's also kind of turning into a bit of a... I don't Tommy. Know if, I don't know if bully <laughs> is the right word, but certainly a, a bit of an asshole by throwing food and candy and stuff like that at random strangers while they're trying to watch a movie. Yeah, and and this isn't funny, haha, but it's interesting that Johnny was just telling Miguel about the story of when he met Allie, Dutch, the guy with the uh, top ramen noodle for a hair, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that guy, that's Dutch. And apparently he was throwing, like, milk duds at them and stuff, like, at the girls. So I thought this was going to go somewhere. The the fact that Hawk is, you know, throwing candy at some random girls at a movie. It was a movie, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I I thought that he was going to end up, like, trying to holler at them or something, but instead they looked just completely annoyed and it goes nowhere i think he was trying to awkwardly flirt with them it's kind of like you know how uh little boys if they push down a girl on the playground it's because they like them that's kind of how it's done well yeah when you're (laughs) six (laughs) oh i've been doing it wrong (laughs) (laughs) here i'm getting those restraining orders saying no baby i love you yeah well wonder it took me so long to get married no um (laughs) i i really think hawk 
pretty much turned like 175. Like he's almost completely different, you know, he unrecognizable. Is. And I think that is a negative influence that Cobra Kai is having on somebody. Yeah, I think he really took the whole flip the script, like literally, yeah. to the heart. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you get. And you know what? Everyone's going to interpret something differently, right? And so I like that. Isn't that realistic, though? Like, couldn't somebody... It is, yeah. but it is Johnny's responsibility as the sensei to show these kids the right way to use the tools that he's providing them. And yeah. clearly he's not. No, no, he's not. And, um, you know, he needs to grow uh, as a sensei as well. He does. You know, that will, I, I hope that comes. But, um, you know... It's just, it's one of those things. And I guess we're, we should be happy that it's, he's kind of the only one right now that's like an uber Cobra Kai. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get what Johnny's trying to do. He's trying to empower these kids who have been victimized their entire, you know, their entire school lives. They've been mm-hmm. the ones to get picked on. And he's just trying to get them to stand up for themselves. I think Eli or Hawk or Lip or whatever you want to call him is taking it and he's, <laughs> Going way too far with it. I think we should call him Eli Liphawk. There you go. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, we'll we'll keep an eye on him because there's still some moments I like of him where he is. Oh bad. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's an he amazing still does character, cool stuff. but I think it's uh, an interesting. Uh, it it kind of shows where Johnny is as a mentor and as a sensei. Yep. Yep. I agree. And uh, so Johnny goes to see Sid and gives him back his money. Now, is this the money that's the check? That's what we're assuming, right? That's what I got the impression of. Uh, he is making enough intuition and maybe some odd jobs here and there to where he's able to pay Sid back for the money that he uh, used to start up the dojo. Yeah. See, that's really good of him and because I wouldn't. You know, I was like, you, you bought me out of your life. Thank you. And that's it. You know, why go back? There, there I don't are think other he ways. did. I don't think he did it for Sid as much as he did it for his own sense of pride and to be able to say that I did this completely on my own. Okay, well, the kids are making a difference in his life, right? Exactly. So yes, this is one of those big things that um, you know the old Johnny would not have done this at all. Exactly, he's leveling up as a person. Hmm. So I I do like how the, the scene kind of ends is that. Uh, you know, Johnny, he mentions that he doesn't need the money, but that's all that Sid was ever able to give him was yeah, the money. That's, not that's not sad. love, not attention. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Daniel goes home. Amanda and Lucille seem to be getting along now. And it's all thanks to Sam. So she's a bit of a mom-grandma whisperer, I guess. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. A lot of times yeah. uh, kids can do that, though. Yeah. I guess so. She probably found some kind of common ground. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And got them to kind of, you know, just pick a side and, and now they, they seem to be okay. Um, now Robbie gets invited to stay for dinner. Yeah. Why not? You know, he's, he's, uh, Daniel's student. There's no harm in that. No. Um, but what happens? Miguel shows up. And he's practicing his lines at the door, but he hears some something going on in the backyard. And this kind of reminded me of like when, you know, Daniel sees Allie and Johnny at the country club, obviously. It is. Um, clearly, Miguel is repeating a lot of the same mistakes that Johnny made back in 1984. Mm-hmm. 
and hopefully uh, he can learn from those mistakes. Now, do you think Daniel is a member of the same country club that he snuck into to go see Ali and Johnny Kiss? Was that the same I one think you think? I think it's very possible. Yeah. So, with, or this episode ends with Johnny writing a letter to Robbie. Looks like he is really going to try to step up as a father. And what happens? Fucking Louie, right? He looks outside the uh, Johnny looks outside his window. His car is being totaled. And uh, Louie and his biker friends are trying to send a message from Daniel. That's the last thing you want to do. You know, it's, <laughs> you use his name in a business transaction. Now you're saying, like, Daniel's sending a message. Daniel didn't tell you to go do this, you dumbass. Yeah, but if we're going to call people dumbasses, let's face it. Uh, at what point should Johnny have called the cops or at, at least the uh, 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 fire department? Because fire has a tendency to, I don't know, spread. But uh, to be fair, the the, um, the car wasn't set on fire until like the very last second. Well, okay, but at the right after the last second, rather than calling the cops or calling the fire department, he speeds away to Daniel's house. Okay, that that's what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Uh I mean, just think about back when Miguel asked, "Hey, what do you do when someone, you know, makes you mad?" He's like, I'll "Punch him in the face." So, you know, he's just reacting, right? Yeah. It, it's interesting that he is making strides to try to be a better person, but he's still clearly not there yet. Right. No, not yet. And that's kind of crazy because this is, uh, we just wrapped up episode eight. You got two more to see where Johnny goes from here. And at this point, he's speeding down Van Nuys Highway. I, I don't know the streets. I, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that's, <laughs> that's what he has to ride on because that's the only street we've heard of here. Um, and he's headed over to Daniel's house. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in episode nine. Um, Tom, I haven't asked you yet, but do you happen to have a favorite episode? Not really, not really, yeah. because like I said, like I said many times, they all kind of bleed together because it just feels like one long five-hour movie. Yep, and every single episode has like at least a moment or two that's just you know it's great. Right? It is. So it's yes. really really hard to distinguish, um, you know, which is the best. I I just ask because we're almost towards the end there, and I feel like if you had one, maybe you had mentioned it, you know, at the at the end of uh, one of our no uh, no reviews I, haven't, here. I haven't had a chance to. No, yeah. but uh, wow, this is uh, going by a lot quicker than I ever expected it to. I thought so too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it shows that um, it goes to show how this show is very well paced, very well written. You know, and it's it gets to the point, right? There's no lollygagging. I mean, even the date between Miguel and uh, Samantha or Sam. You know, it's yeah, you're remaking the the same date from um, Credit Kid Part One, but they did it different enough, and it's to show that, hey, Sam's having, like, the best date of her life. Exactly, yeah. You know, so, um, so I do like it. Um, all right, so I, that's, uh, it's gonna wrap it up here. Um, I thought this was really good, and I like the way that this one ended very suspenseful. You don't know what's gonna happen. You know, is it gonna be a fight? Is it gonna be cordial? I think it, it does a good job at keeping the, the viewers kind of guessing here. Yeah, um, if this was a traditional show on terrestrial television and I had to wait a week between that and the next episode, <laughs> that would be interesting. You'd probably go straight to Reddit and uh, start looking for a thread about, you know, tonight's episode. Exactly. Okay. Yep. What do you, what's going to happen? 
So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, following along with us. If you uh, have not yet, please uh, subscribe to TV Ate My Brain uh, or visit CourtTempArts.com uh, for uh, the TV Ate My Brain tab. You can get all the, the updates as soon as we put these episodes out. So we got two more episodes. And at this point, I haven't heard anything about a season two, um, but the way they and the show it can go either way really i yeah, think uh I, i'm really kind of surprised that they have not made an announcement yet just because this has been like the water cooler show of the year so far absolutely absolutely like i said i convinced my my manager <laughs> to watch one episode and he probably already watched at least half you know yeah. by the end of the day yeah. while working yeah, and not only that, but did you see, uh, I normally don't subscribe to a lot of, uh, quote unquote freshness of Rotten Tomatoes, but did you see the score that it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I did see it, yes. 100%. 100%. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think IMDb had it at 9.2 the last time I saw mm-hmm. it. That's more of the viewer's rating. Because uh, with Rotten Tomatoes, basically every review by a critic is just positive, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's either positive or negative, but every single review they've gotten submitted to them has been positive. Okay, yep. So, I mean, everyone is enjoying this. Yes. You know, I've had people with some reservations, uh, uh, you know, as far as to say, like, oh, this... This is the best thing ever, or this is so great. You know, I can't believe they did this. Some people, you know, they're a little bit. Uh, oh, I, I'm I'm going to count myself in that camp. I love it, but I'm not going to pretend that it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, and but I guess what I'm trying to say is I haven't heard anyone saying yep, that was a complete waste of five hours, or you know, like I haven't heard anything like that. My wife so, actually said that just because she said it was too much of a rehash. Oh. Which she is literally the only person I've heard say anything really negative about it. So just goes to show you. Well, I'm just goes I, to show guess, you what living with me will do. <laughs> I guess what what I said is still true because I have not heard it. I've only heard about <laughs> it. So there we go. But you know what, you guys, if you guys have been listening at this point, we don't need to sell you on this show. You're listening to us review it because you yourself enjoyed it. So um, for me, if you want to carry on the conversation. I have an Instagram and Twitter account at Podstalgic, uh, and also a group page on Facebook called Podstalgic and Friends. Tom's also in there. So if you want to talk about any of the individual episodes, just start looking for the, the post, you know, and comment in there. We will definitely, we'll be happy to talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as myself, you can reach me on Twitter at The Drunken Dork. You can, uh, find me on Facebook at a little page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. Uh, and definitely hit me up there. Yep. So that's going to do it on this episode. We will see you guys next time on episode nine. And until then, watch out for those dogs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was, Stay hungry. That was bad. <laughs> Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you got to hang tough to make it. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.